Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my magical guest for today is Laura Bacon. Laura has worked extensively in the film and television industry for the last 17 years as an actress, writer, teacher, and producer. Now her passions lie in helping people clear creative blocks and stuck energy. Through her own journey with energy, she shares how when we access our creativity, we access our divine gifts and begin to connect to our highest potential here on earth. Creative connection, she believes, is a divine birthright and the key to our purpose here on earth. And when we vibrate at optimum frequency, we begin to flourish into our most authentic, abundant self. Welcome, Laura. Oh, thank you, Emmy. It's a real, it's a joy to be here and to discuss everything I'm most passionate about, creativity and that divine connection and sacred birthright. I'm so grateful to connect it as well with the feminine, which is so important to that process. Mm, no, it's a blessing to have you with us uh, today, Laura. Why don't we just jump straight in? I am excited to be learning from you today. So, Laura, what does sacred feminine power mean to you personally? For me personally, my journey through to the sacred feminine power has taken some time. And my journey has been very much um, a journey of polarity, of, of going into real shadow and then coming into more light. And the sacred feminine for me is the missing piece for how we can actually co-create um, sacredly on, on the planet. And actually for the lockdown has been a really interesting time for me as well, as I've watched in my own journey, all the constant doing, doing, doing the masculine, being in that masculine flow. I wasn't actually creating space to allow the feminine to come in to, to be able to receive what I've been putting out there into the world. And so a lot of my projects were kind of starved of, of, of life force, really, because I wasn't um, giving them the balance of that space and that magical space to hold, like the womb space, to allow, um, to allow all the seeds that I planted to really grow. And I feel for the planet, this lockdown has been a beautiful opportunity and invitation to step into the feminine to step into a slower pace of life more of the yin energies and to really breathe and take time to allow everything to to embody and to ground into the earth that's when we're at our most powerful when we're kind of frittering our energy away and i i felt very overstimulated myself for quite a number of years with with uh you know social networking and um constant you know <laughs> notifications for things and it's actually taking my power away and uh so for me the lockdown has been a chance to really rein that power back in and see actually when i'm in a place of stillness when i'm in a place of really focusing on my on my energy i can attract more abundance in mm. Beautiful. And I love how you describe the polarities between the shadow and the light and how the sacred feminine is, is really the space from where creation ultimately comes from, isn't it? 
It is. It's the cosmic womb. It's where everything is birthed from. It's from the nothing, actually. It's from the doing nothing. And yet we're not programmed to do that. <laughs> we're programmed to be constantly on the go. And um, what I'm really enjoying, I mean, it, it really came to me one time when I was um, having a bath, which is a very sacred experience for me, lighting candles and blessing, putting some earth in there with the salt salt crystals and connecting to the water and asking for some information. And this particular evening, I was really shown the feminine in, in the water. Uh, as I was kind of splashing a bit in the bath, I looked above and the shadow from the candles was completely still, even though I was doing all this action in the bath. And then when I actually just stopped and was still in the bath, suddenly it took about, I don't know, three or four seconds, but the reflection then was shown to me of it all kind of um, rippling on in the shadow and I really saw that this is a dance that we're in with the universe we do something and then we need to pause for it to reflect that back to us what we'd really like what we'd like to manifest and I think for far too long it's like we've been breathing just <laughs> in, that, in that masculine do 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 and we're actually choking and starving our own abundance our own ability to receive so it's um, a really important time to reclaim that sovereignty, that power back. Uh, and, and our mother wound, really, it's, it's receiving from our own mother, from, from the, the great mother, from Gaia, and connecting with her as well. I really feel she's calling us now to come into alignment with her vibration, which is complete truth and authenticity and expression of who you are. Uh, mm. and and actually having that boldness to be still with it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And what an amazing experience you had in the bathtub. I mean, I had goosebumps all over me when you were describing that. That's beautiful. Now, Laura, could you share one challenge that you might have faced in your life that's really helped you to activate and perhaps understand at a deeper level what this sacred feminine power really is all about? Definitely, my own journey um, to to come more onto a, a path um, onto onto a path of greater good for myself was it really came. I had a very big dark night of the soul uh, about seven years ago, and um, this changed everything for me. Um, up until this point, I've been acting very much in in a um, a world which was very much based with the ego on what you look like, whether you're picked or chosen for a job. And I started around 2012 to get this calling to write something, but I didn't feel I had the, the permission to do that because I wasn't a writer. I was waiting for somebody else to take my work to write it. But then one evening I kind of thought to myself, do you know what? It might be terrible, but I'm going to start writing. And I began writing, got to the end of it and enjoyed it. And then continued writing and ended up writing a seven episode television series and it didn't stop there I then kind of went so into the masculine for about a two-year period that I just continued writing non-stop before something was finishing I was writing the next thing and and that were just back-to-back projects about nine projects that I was writing and I became very very unwell I wasn't embodying I wasn't grounding and I see now, I feel now that I really was channeling timelines. Some of my films were set in the future or they were, it was as though I could see it, smell it, taste it. I was really there when I was writing it. Um, and so with these timelines and 
I got to the point where I was I kind of overcooking in my mind. My masculine was so uh, so in control, and I wasn't giving myself any time to rest and be in that feminine energy. And then one evening, uh, just before I was about to go to bed, I was sort of surviving on sometimes four hours sleep a night. Um, I had just finished something and a new idea was coming and it was as if my head started to almost mushroom with, um, with the new idea. And I was like, oh no, I've got to go to sleep. I can't, I can't start writing this. And um, suddenly it was as if something put a poison into my body and my whole body um, filled with this poison and I suddenly couldn't breathe. And I was hyperventilating, I was, I, I was sweating, and I thought, I'm dying, I'm dying. And the only thought that came into my head is I'm dying and I can't, uh, I, I'm not gonna have time to write this new idea down. No one's gonna get to see this new film or whatever. So mm. I, I'd come out, out of love with myself so much that I didn't care about my own body. Um, so anyway, I kind of fell onto the floor and I would sort of drag myself into my bedroom trying to get to the phone to call an ambulance because I thought, you know, my heart's stopping. And then this voice, this golden presence said, lie on the floor and, and, and hug yourself, which I did. And it gave me some comfort. And next to where I'd laid on the floor, there was my handbag and a small card had fallen out of the bag. And it was, um, it was a card of an osteopath. Cause at this point I, I had no feeling in my left hand cause I've been typing for so long. And I had, I think three trap nerves in my neck. And a friend had said, you know, you should go and see this osteopath. And it turned out he was actually a Reiki master. And I saw him once I'd finally calmed down and I'd looked at the card. I got a couple of night, you know, hours sleep. And the next day he managed to see me urgently. And, um, and he released my neck and he also gave me Reiki healing. And um, he said to me at the end, I've, I felt very called to tell you, you, might, you should really train in this. You should train. And I said, right okay I don't really know what you've done and you know I was a bit confused but I kind of went home and then I started going back into my writing patterns and suddenly the voice was back saying you, you need to learn about this Reiki and so I, I ended up going on a beautiful journey finding the right Reiki master for me who when they attuned me I had this incredible shift uh, I would say from what I've learned now in my energy healing, it was like a Kundalini awakening. The, the moment I sat down in the chair ready to start meditating with her, I thought, I'm not going to be able to do this. <laughs> my mind is going at 100 miles an hour. I was so in the masculine. And actually, it was as though I fell into this beautiful embrace with the feminine. As soon as I closed my eyes and she began speaking, I began to float. And I started seeing all these visions and every single cell in my body was just tingling with bliss. And it was as if the feminine just wrapped her arms around me to say, in the space of nothing, you're everything. And I was in, took to it naturally, meditating. It became food to my soul and weeding this kind of garden of my mind, which was so entangled with so many thoughts and uh, it began to clean them. So when we did the attunement, that's when the Kundalini awakening started. It sort of really snapped to life. It was as if someone snapped a cord in my in my neck and I just became connected and the next day I couldn't I couldn't eat meat I was eating meat at that time I I, I couldn't I could smell chemicals in in uh, products I, you know I, I, I um, 
would sort of uh, look at lights and they were brighter. Uh, I would look in the sky, see a plane, and I'd feel the entire rumble of the, of the energy of the plane in my body. And I thought, my gosh, I've broken myself. You know, what's happening? But this kind of continued for that 21-day period and then it settled. But then I began to really come into my feminine power because I was able to anchor the energy I'd been channeling before, but in a really unhealthy, unsafe way because I wasn't connected to the earth, to the great mother. And through the Reiki, I began to ground my energy in so I could receive more. And I really began to understand the dance between creation for me is there is a masculine and a feminine within you and you are the parents of your creations, whether they be actual births of, of, of souls or of their projects. And it's coming into that healthy balance with the, with the mother-father energy of this mother-father God that, that connects this dualistic planet. That's what we, if we want to be healthy creators who can create projects of truth, projects that can actually really anchor on the planet and make a difference, then that is, uh, that's what I've learned from my experience. Mm, wow, what a powerful, powerful experience you went through there. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I would love to hear a little bit more about what you feel is the divine meaning. You talked about the connection to Mother Earth and you talked about the connection to sacred power and the divine feminine. But in terms of the divine meaning of the challenge that you've gone through, how is it now supporting you in your life and how is it kind of leading you on your life's path? Completely. I really see, I look back over my life now and see that my soul is here to really experience those polarities and to go through that challenge, to be able to transmute it, to then be able to help others. Now I, I work as a Reiki master myself and, and, and with energy healing work with clients. And when they come in and they're on the edge of a burnout, I really connect with them, not in a, not in a sympathy way of I'm sorry, like I'm looking down the well at you, not in an empathy way where I'm feeling it with you, but in a reverence way when I can see the whole complete version of them once they've moved through this and they, they can know those clues about when they're disconnecting from their body. For many years, for, for many years during acting, actually, it was very mental. It was very learning the lines or writing the words. And I wasn't embodied. I wasn't really connected into my womb space. And my work now is helping people clear their creative blocks, but also helping them to feel empowered to really embody and own all of the work and the projects that they create. Um, and so if I hadn't been on that journey, I wouldn't have that experience to share. I can't feel in reverence because I wouldn't know if that's possible. So um, yes, the dark night of the soul was of, of huge importance. And I've since gone back in my own journey and my healing path and meditated back to those moments in my life where I've had really dark, difficult moments. And it's interesting because suddenly I, I understood that 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 version of me who was going through that almost panic attack at that time, it was my future self meditating back to me who was giving me the healing. And it's that mother energy. It's that when we're meditating, when we are giving healing, we are openly receive with a channel. We're not thinking about what we're doing. We're just in that flow. And that for me is, again, is pure creation is not having the left brain saying to you, 
oh, it needs to be better than last time, or it needs to do this, I need to, you know, it, all of the thoughts and trying to impress or any of that, it needs to disappear, or you choke the life force of what this creation is going to be. We have to step out of our own way because it is a co-creation with spirit when we create. It's, it's been my truth. Um, I've worked a lot with Ascended Master energies, um, which I stumbled upon, and um, suddenly it, it made me understand how I'd been creating um, and managing to complete projects, uh, which was really um, a breath of fresh air because I, I then started to understand a system of how we, how we create. Mm. Could you tell us a little bit more about the Ascended Master energies and how they relate to creativity? Definitely. Um, so the Ascended Master energies uh, look at a, a keynote frequency, and that's a frequency that we all come to Earth with. Uh, it's a, a unique frequency that you are emitting constantly that people can't hear, but you feel. We feel it in your aura. We feel it about you. And we all come to earth absolutely perfect with this beautiful frequency that is almost, I've always seen it as a, as a little girl, as we have a gift inside us that we're looking to unwrap. And that is it going to emit your keynote frequency. It's your piece of the puzzle here on earth. It's what your soul has come here to offer. And what happens is through life and trauma, sometimes birth trauma, um, and as we move through school systems or you know things happen to us it starts to put our keynote frequency in a dissonance like a radio it, it puts it out of tune and then we don't start attracting in all the wonderful abundance and be able to manifest really easily because we're not in harmony with the universe the universe works on that frequency being clear um, and so when we move on to the healing path, we're actually starting to retune the radio to get back to what it is that's inside you, this beautiful gift that nobody else has that you're here to share on the earth. And when we really unwrap that, we dare to say to our heart, what is it that I'd really love to do? If money wasn't a problem, you know, if I could just do something, what would I be doing? That's generally a clue about what your gift is inside. And it's been my own experience that when we really connect to that gift you begin to magnetize because you're in harmony all these incredible um people and gifts to you but the ascended masters also work with um seven steps to precipitation it's based on the seven rays of color that we see on the planet and it's a process of how they the energies, I mean, the ascended masters, I don't see them as flying angels or men, or I see, I feel them as energy, as flames, as fire, and um, the energy you can call in to work on things. And uh, really, each human being, once you've cleared out that keynote frequency, you are an open channel that is open and able to receive. And if you are grounding a lot and meditating and going into the earth, then the energies will see particular hosts if you like who'd be good to receive an idea so when you get that light bulb moment you're shot an idea because you've been chosen to receive to anchor that in the physical for spirit and then it's a process of 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 really bringing that through the body through your, your initial idea the will to do it then moving it into visioning it and your third eye what you can see pulling it into the throat expressing that you want to do it into the heart and often what happens is people get quite far down in their bodies and it might take periods of months to birth an idea into the world, but they build up a lot of energy around it. 
and then they say, oh, it hasn't really worked or oh, I'll, I'll let it go. That idea then goes back into the universe, charged up with all the frequency you've given it. And somebody else might be shot the idea and it happens really quickly for them because they, um, because all that energy has been built up. So for me, every time you get an idea, that to me is you've been, you've been chosen to be able to birth that idea to the planet. So it's not just a silly idea, you know, it's, it's, it means something. Mm. Um, Beautiful. No, I love how you explained that. And I love this idea of these ideas being shut down to us and us being presented with these magical opportunities to create something that is fully in alignment with who we are and what our dreams are and what our soul gifts are, are all about. I, I, as you were talking, I very clearly remembered from a couple of times of when I've been birthing or creating uh, something of my own and I have literally felt pregnant it's like my my womb felt bigger and was swollen and at once I once the creation had been birthed once it was out there that sense of sensation of being pregnant went away but it was a very literal very physical sense of actually having something inside my womb space and you and at that point you actually move you were quite far with it when it gets to the womb space we're really cooking it then because then the last part is coming into the earth into Gaia to actually anchor it into the ground to seed it mm. it's like everything in this pla on this planet it's it's a, a tree needs the earth to seed and then to grow up to the sky up to spirit so we're in this constant um duality again with you know father sky or the stars or and and mother earth and and balancing those two and, and if you think about in the past how many tortured artists there have been, in, you know, many centuries ago and people not able to anchor that energy because they were getting brilliant ideas, but they burn out. And I felt I was very close to that edge myself when I was so in the mind and I wasn't in the feminine able to then have a break and to receive. And it really came clear to me, actually, I ended up going to on a pilgrimage to Mount Shasta mm. I kept seeing the mountain in dreams and visions I would see it in shadows or in a cloud in the sky and I thought where is this mountain and finally somebody was showing me some pictures of where they'd been to and I said that's the mountain and it turned out when I went the the ascended master books had been channeled at Mount Shasta mm. and it really I was called to go and to sit with the energy there and um Actually, what I discovered as well was I've been working probably solidly as an actress for about 15 years, constantly on, 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 not making space in my life to explore or to journey. And in that time period, when I went away of six months, suddenly, in the not doing anything, no post-it notes, no work, no, um, just being with the energy, suddenly all these people were interested in some of my scripts and there were new, you know, all these openings began. And I thought, ah, oh, I'm back in the bath again. I've done something, then you need to go away and leave it and just allow the magic of the universe to, to respond and to dance with you. So it's a, it, that's the feminine. It's so important. And we're, we're on a return now as a planet to coming back into that yin energy of, of receiving so we can learn to receive the abundance that, we, that we're looking to create. Oh yeah, absolutely. So much wisdom in what you just said there, Laura, and the importance of pausing and surrendering your creation 
to the universe so that it can truly attain that quality of magic and bring us what it is meant to bring us as well. So thank you so much for everything that you've shared. Um, if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you, Laura, how would they do that? Well, I have a website uh, for my film company. So I run a film company and produce films. And that was one of the beautiful things about, again, coming into the feminine. I could set up a company to hold space for the writing and for other writers to come on board. So you can contact me there if you'd like any support um, with beginning to create uh, clear creative blocks. Uh, I also... Um, write music you can follow my uh, musical page andromeda waiting which is on a facebook group if you put andromeda waiting into facebook you'll find that uh and again that's why i love the feminine because i'm not in my left brain i'm exploring different avenues of creation now and it's not not necessarily what i thought it would be but also this january i'm going to be running um, an event called ignite your creative spark where we're going to be helping people on a one-day event to clear those creative blocks and begin their own 21-day challenge where they can uh, begin embodying the tools and finding ways to really anchor their energy into the earth and to create projects of truth that are really authentic and help them come into their keynote frequency mm, sounds wonderful laura and I understand that you also have a gift for our listeners. Yes, uh, something I use every time I'm about to, before I create anything, um, even before us talking, it's a co-creation. Co we're, we're channeling spirit, we're channeling something. I use this uh, pranayama breath called Nadi Shadana breath work. And it helps me to really switch off the left brain and come become completely connected to the earth and so open. It's a beautiful breath and I really recommend doing it um, definitely before you create, but even every morning uh, to have a really grounded and yet connected day. So there's a PDF file that I'm um, uh, gifting as part of this, which if you can give yourself a little challenge of, you know, let's try it for a week and see, um, see what clarity and what things start to come through from having that clear open channel. Wow. Thank you so much for that, Laura. I'm looking forward to doing that practice myself as well. So thank you for everything you have shared, Laura, and your, for, for your beautiful, beautiful energy. It's been a blessing to have you with us here today. Thank you, Emmy. I just want to say what a beautiful container you are, are holding now for the feminine. And it's just bliss being in your presence and to share with you. It's a, it's a really warm, it, it feels to me that moment I explained when I first ever meditated and I'm held, you know, it's, it's such a gift you have. And thank you for, for helping to connect us all at this really, really important time on the planet. Oh, thank you so much, Laura. That, that means a lot to me. Thank you for your words. Ah, so now everybody, just for a moment, let's focus our intention on this beautiful, beautiful positive energy that's been activated during this talk. And imagine sending that energy to everybody, everywhere on our planet, to remember that we truly are all one. And that the more of us that are stepping into a sacred feminine power and truly unwrapping those soul gifts that Laura has been talking about, the more quickly our planet will also shift and ascend. But thank you so much for being here. Mm, thank you.